0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss.
0: the red light goes off we're just getting started this is off air
1: with chris thomas and steven gagliano
0: giving you a look
1: behind the scenes of atlanta's top sports station as we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment welcome to Off Air. all right welcome 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 on into the second edition ever of off air i am chris thomas joined by my co-host Stephen Gagliano, where we bring you inside access into one of the nation's top sports radio stations that, of course, is 92.9 The Game. We're also sharing our opinions on sports, movies, TV, pop culture. You name it, we got it. And then, of course, we have our Hall of Fame audio clip of the week. You're not going to want to miss this one, Georgia fans. Particularly, we're shouting out you and the dogs. And somebody they may have kind of stomped in their second game of the season. Or was it third game of the season, Steve? Third game of the season. Am I, yes. am I missing one? They all okay. run together. When when yeah. every game
0: is a blowout, it, it kind of runs together.
1: You're darn right about that. What's up, man? How you doing this this fine uh, Thursday morning?
0: Doing great. Just wrapped up the steakhouse. with uh, Today was Steak and Rusty Manziel. So we got the kind of lineup going through. Sandra, three days. Rusty Manziel. Drew Butler. So... Kind of a a revolving door here at the Steakhouse. We keep things busy. So just wrap that up. Getting ready for my first update of the day in about uh, 45 minutes. So, yeah, staying busy. How
1: about you, man? Broadcasting live from the (laughs) 92.9 The Game Update Studios. It's veteran newsman Stephen Gagliano. Uh, Yeah, man.
0: uh, Steve, the voice guy, if he takes a day off. Got to get you in there.
1: Yeah, fill it, fill in do some uh, do some imaging for the station. No, everything's good. I'm I'm really pleased with how our first episode came out. Big shout out to everyone who listened, downloaded, reviewed, and uh, you know cheap plug here. Please download, review, rate, subscribe. Really helps us out. We want everyone to be able to listen to this podcast. We want to keep this thing going, baby. Episode two. And we're just yeah, I don't know about gone. you, man. Good, uh,
0: good feedback from, from uh, friends and family. Almost like a soft opening for like a restaurant yes. or, or a store or whatever. You know, some people heard it and got really good feedback. So looking forward um, to uh, to bringing it to you every Tuesday and Thursday.
1: Yeah, hopefully they weren't just being friends and family. But for, for, <laughs> those, for those who listened with a non-biased ear, we hope you enjoyed it as well. All right. So ton to get into, as we mentioned. Uh, we're going to start today. We're going to bring you guys a little inside access into how to put it politely for our Falcons fans out there. When the season starts the freaking way that it did, how do you do a radio show? Because holy crap, two games, Steve, and this thing is flying off the handle with the way these first two games started. So when you come in for steak and Sandra on the steakhouse, you're filling in for Oren, doing a great job. And when I'm on Dukes and Bell, one of the first things we do in radio, is okay. What's the biggest story of the day? And on a Monday after a Falcons game, that's going to be the biggest story of the day, unless the Braves are in the World Series or something like that. So, which they could be
0: here in about a month.
1: Yeah. We hope so, they are. So, planning the Monday show specifically and the shows throughout the week after a game like this is fun, but you also got to be on your A game because you know everybody's going to be listening. The fan base is going to be so attentive. And you got to make sure you do it right. So how how did things go with Stake and Sandra on Monday when you guys were reacting to that, oh, my goodness, that near comeback, miracle comeback by the Falcons over the Rams? Yeah, so
0: what I kind of do and what I've done the first few weeks of the season is I'll kind of monitor their Twitter feed during the game. And the way things started, you know, 28-3 or 21-3 at halftime, and then the Rams made it 28-3 early <laughs> in the third quarter <laughs> that Sorry.
1: score that trigger scored. warning oh god
0: so I'll, once I see kind of the way they're reacting to it on social media and as the comeback started you get generally more positive and then kind of rip the rug out from under us at the end with that Marcus Mariota pick in the end zone right that's how I kind of approach it and know all right are we going to lead with something positive or are we going to lead with something negative negative? and for me I knew once Stake was tweeting about Brian Edwards not elevating at all and letting Jalen Ramsey basically just go over his back, if it was the NBA, it'd be a foul. You know, it's, a exactly. yeah, it's a reverse Moss. Exactly. It's a so, reverse
1: Randy Moss.
0: Yeah, so I knew that was going to be the focus rather than the comeback, which was great, but it's all kind of undone by the fact that you can't finish it. A comeback means nothing essentially without you know, actually winning the game.
1: So it's so interesting, right? So you say that and, and that's, that's a good jumping off point because what do the fans want, right? Like what do our listeners want to hear? Do they want to hear us come on and pound the table and say, Hey, this is nonsense. This is crap. We should be two and O we should be one and one. Or do they want us to take a more reasoned approach? Hey, there's a lot of positive things to take out of these first two games of the season, but, Steve, the way these first two games started and finished, there's no reason. It's all emotion, baby. And we knew that. Yeah. And we On Dukes and Bell on Monday, we, we're not a show that takes a ton of phone calls because we got a lot going on on the show between guests and segments and stuff like that. But we knew we had to open up the phone lines on Monday because we needed the people to come out and vent and share just how frustrated they are. Because, listen – it's been a long time, guys, and we know that. We know that. We know how long ago 2016 was, and we know how long ago it's been since this team has been playing meaningful games. So, And it's knew- not like
0: 2016 ended in a fantastic fashion. No, so well, it feels longer knew, than knew. that. No, no, no,
1: no, It most certainly did not. Um, but that's the thing, right? That's the beauty of live radio. You have the phones there, and you can give the fans a platform in order to, express how they're feeling. And I think I think it was kind of a mixed bag, honestly, which I was a little bit more surprised about. Falcons fans, I'll give them credit. They were not all doom and gloom about the way that the season started. They they recognized that There are changes being made, put in place from a culture standpoint, from a talent standpoint. The offense, the defense, special teams have all looked better this year than they did at almost any point last year. So, I mean, all in all, I'd say I was pretty surprised with, with from, from going into it, planning how we thought things were going to go, to the way the fans reacted to sort of the state of, where things are right now, as we approach the middle to the end of the week, going into the Seahawks game, I think there's been a lot more. Hey, let's give it one more game. But Steve, if they lose this game to the Seahawks, um, I think that rope might get cut, if not in half all the way.
0: Absolutely. I that you know you talk about a, a show that you plan for and and what you think the reaction is going to be. I can tell you that there will be no shortage of. I don't know. I don't know if "panic" is the right word, but just general freaking outness—that's the unofficial term in this office on Monday morning after that <laughs> Seahawks outness. game. And it would it would start, and I guess semi pun intended, with John Freaky in the morning. He, yes, he has no time for an zero and three start with a loss no. to the Seahawks. He so, always
1: measured, calm, cool, and collected John Freaky <laughs> with you in the mornings. And for uh, me,
0: it, it kind of started to, I'll say, I was here, you know, doing some of our tweeting and, you know, posting stuff on our website during the Rams game. So I'm here with Chris Goforth and Harper LaBelle because they're doing halftime and pre and post and stuff. So as that comeback kind of started, all of us were excited into it, but you could tell none of us were willing to get above that threshold to be too excited because we just kind of got to prove it, got to see course. it. Yep. Yeah. We kept waiting for that other shoe to drop, and it it never did. So, the, we weren't as deflated as you might think after after the buildup, because we just we knew what may what may happen.
1: By the way, first media ding of the show, guys. I I don't have the bell ready. That's all right. We're gonna we're we're working on it. As as we said, this is this is a family project that we're building together in episode one. Um, it's digital on guys. Truck. Dig, digital is everything right now as radio transitions into the future. Pretty soon, everything's just going to be digital. If you want to listen to 92.9, the game, it's going to be on a screen in your car or a screen on your phone. So we put a huge emphasis here on digital at 92.9, the game. That's why you're always seeing stuff on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, on Twitter. We're always trying to interact with you guys, take videos when we go out to live events and stuff like that, because digital is everything. It's the way about Bo is. Morgan
0: out on a, on a military base yesterday, posting stuff from there on social that's, media. That's
1: right. Because it's important because you, the, the listeners need to know what we're doing. And in today's age, when you can just log on to something, heck, even this podcast itself has a video component that we'll be starting this very week. You'll be able to see our, not that, I don't know if anybody really wants to, but they can see our lovely bright and shining faces along with some of the best clips from each episode. Um, but yeah, but digital is everything. So in today's day and age, it's a lot different than radio, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you got to be able to adapt and, and survive in and advance. And not only do you need to be good on the air, but then your producing team needs to be able to turn everything around like that and get it on podcasts and get it on video and get it on social media, because it's not only just the ratings that you get in the book, although those are still important, meaning the, the book, meaning, The number that you get for the amount of people listening for those who are uninitiated, we're judged by a category of men, 25 to 54. That's how radio ratings work. But that's an antiquated system because we know now that younger people are listening. Women are listening. Older people are listening. But the advertisers use that as a baseline and then they throw the digital and streaming stuff on top of it. So that's become equally important as well. So when we're reacting So for instance, to, to bring it all full circle here, when we're coming off of Falcons Monday, it was part of my job on Monday to make sure that our, that Carl and Mike do a great job on the air reacting to the game in the right way. And then Bo and I take the best moments and we put them on social media and we put them on our podcast. And, and that's, that's how the whole soup is made pretty much.
0: Yeah. And you know, each day, again, finding those moments from each show and getting those out there like today, it's switching sports a little bit. We were talking about who's the Braves player that you trust the most when the playoffs start. And all Mm. of a sudden, boom, the phone lines, you know, there's already some on there, but you can see it just blows up right when a question like that comes along. And that's when, you know, you have something and you get, right. You get people saying Dansby Swanson, Dansby Swanson, another guy came in with Robbie Grossman somehow as the Braves player that he trusts the most well, playoffs, we can't account so, for
1: everyone being a genius. That's, right. you know, that's, that's <laughs> but one so thing.
0: Again, and then, you know, you have people reacting to him calling in. So it, it just all builds upon itself and that's how, you know, you've got something that is going to not only do well on digital and social media, but it's going to just keep the conversation
1: going, which is awesome. Right. And then somebody like you who who would be working a digital shift hypothetically would take that segment of the show and post it online. And then people who missed it on the radio can go back and hear it. And then they can comment on it online. And that's how it builds traction on social media. Um, Something else that's building traction on social media, Steve, as I professionally transition here into our second segment of the show. We need a fancy
0: graphic and a transition like on PowerPoint back in the day. So,
1: so, but I want, see, as we do this, like, I want fun stuff for that. So, like, I want to be like, we, we can ask one of our, uh, lovely audio engineers or something like that to, to build us an image of, uh, of someone saying like transition time or something, <laughs> you know, just something, just something funny like that. Like Chris makes another transition, transition, transition. Like just <laughs> let, let's, let's make a satire of it because we don't take we, one thing we certainly are not going to do on off air is take ourselves too seriously. This is, we're just here to have fun and give you guys an inside look into something that we love, which is, which is obviously sports radio. So Learn more at Marines.com. Thursday Night Football, Steve. I got a big problem. And it's not a problem with the actual Thursday Night Football broadcast, which I thought was fine. Uh, Al Michaels is who he is. Kirk Herbstreet is who he is at this point. It wasn't the broadcast. But, dude, somebody needs to figure out a way to not keep us locked into this channel the entire three-and-a-half-hour broadcast. It's such a huge problem right now as sports transitions into the streaming game. I couldn't change the channel. This was the problem, Steve. You're locked in. They go to commercial. Okay. But you're like, Oh, just switch your input back to cable. No, 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 no. My cable is also on my smart TV. I don't have a box. I have an app. So by the time I go to the new app or exit out of Amazon, open up my cable, select start, the channel loads. It's time to go back to the game. So they're basically forcing you to stay locked into the game. And I think this is going to be potentially a huge downfall, especially if and when a a rights deal is struck that gets you the Sunday slate or the Sunday afternoon slate on a specific thing. That could potentially deter people from watching and want to watch on another outlet because – they don't want to be locked into one game either. And, and it was so frustrating for me because it's either like, okay, every commercial break I have to look at my phone or go on Twitter or go on TikTok to occupy myself for three minutes, or I have to just watch commercials that I have no interest in. It's a, it, for me, it's, it's a huge issue. That's a great
0: point. And people who probably love that this is an issue are the advertisers, the one that you just mentioned mm-hmm. saying, you know, commercials that you may not necessarily want to see, but now you are seeing them and that's going to drive that price up, I think. But that is annoying and it's rendered the the previous channel button pretty useless on a remote. I'm the same way. I hit that. I just got a new TV actually right before football season started. My other one, I turned it on the whole screen was just dark. So had to get a new TV, still messing around with it, new remote, all that kind of stuff. So in there... I hit the previous channel button, even just in my regular streaming app, and it takes me to so I don't I honestly don't even know what it is. It's like Samsung their version of a free TV thing. So I don't know how to or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, and trying to switch from app to app is such a pain in the ass that it you really just like you said, it's not even worth it to try. And now you're stuck watching this one thing for so long that, yeah, you might just say, you know what? I'm going to just check for updates from the game on my phone. Cause I want to watch other things. Right. Like if the Braves are playing at the same time as Thursday night football, which they will be tomorrow, you know, guys like guys, like us, everybody at this station kind of needs to watch both. So they're going to have to have to find a way to make that easier.
1: Yeah. And second stream viewing is, or second screen viewing is fine for some, I, for me, it's not, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, there's just too much going on for that to try to simultaneously watch something on my phone or on my laptop, while the other things on the, the main TV. And then what if, you know, the, the one game gets exciting and the other one's kind of a lull? then you got to switch, then you got to put the Thursday the night football on the big screen and the other one on the laptop. The commentary. Just, you don't
0: get the, you don't get commentary of both. And I, no, I love you you the commentary.
1: One. Yeah. You got to mute one and decide which audio broadcast you want to listen to. It's so something's got something's got to be done, Steve, because this is not an efficient way to run sports streaming. But I think in the same way that we've gotten used to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime becoming the new cable, eventually there'll be a way for somebody to sort this out and, and figure out how to go from one. Streaming device thing to another streaming device thing within the same fire stick Roku thing without adding another thing because I brought this so it was funny I brought this up on the air when I was hosting on 99 the game last weekend. And somebody's like, oh, just get a, a a fire stick and then you can switch the input. I'm like, no, that's what the Roku thing is for. It's so right, and so you don't have to buy them. <laughs> right, It's everything's on one thing. I don't yep. want, have I said the word thing enough? Because I, I think that really drives the point home that, <laughs> look, if this is how it's going to be and you're going to have to pay for this service and that service and have this app and that app and the other thing, it's got to be accessible. It can't be to the point where if you want to watch Thursday night football or you want to watch Friday night baseball on Apple TV, that you're either watching that or you're watching nothing at all. I just don't think that's a sustainable business model for these things.
0: You want a bold prediction based on, on this
1: conversation, hot take city, baby. Oh, that's another <laughs> thing. We're going to need a thing for
0: Steve's hot takes. I don't we're know if this is tougher. so much a hot take or cause you may agree with it. And I, I, th- I think a lot of people might, I feel like we are going to get to a place with all of these streaming services that there is going to be a company, ultimately, whether that is Apple, Amazon, DirecTV, whoever, they're going to get to a place where they own most of these streaming services. And they're going to say, hey, guess what you can do? You can buy this one thing for about 150 bucks a month, and you're going to get all of this in one place. And we're all going to say, hey, you know what that is? cable and it's yeah. all going to be back in one place just like it was in the in the beginning it's just going to be different companies that own it and they're going to make you pay even more for it that's and my that's my be. bold prediction
1: i like it and there won't be a physical box it'll just be on your right it'll, it'll all still be within rope. apps yeah yeah um so another it'll be one thing one thing exactly <laughs> that's one what they'll thing. call it the word of the the word the word of the day is thing. Um, that all right. So you're sure. writing all these down by the way, cause we got to send yeah, yeah. this to our crack production staff and get, get all this imaging in. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that I heard, uh, Mike Bell mention yesterday too, is that apparently there's been a lot of issues with the Bally sports regional networks in terms of profit. And there's a chance that they are bought out by the individual leaks, which would make things very interesting in terms of the leagues owning their own broadcast product instead of farming them out to, which was once Fox sports. Now it's Bally's or whatever it is uh, in your local city, in your local market. How does that factor into the streaming game? Are you going to have to download the official NBA app? And then all the games are going to be streaming on there. And there's going to be a specific package for the NBA, whether it's, pick your favorite team, and that that favorite team is $8.99 a month. If you want a regional package, that's $15.99 a month. If you want the league package, that's $59.99 a month. So that's another thing we have to consider, too. If the eventual uh, dismantle dismantlement dis- dismantlementation of the regional sports another networks yeah, comes, comes to fruition, that it could not only be You know, you're locked, you're logged into this one, this one app, but the actual leagues themselves are controlling what you see and how much you pay for it.
0: Right. Well, and we, we saw this last weekend with the, 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 uh, direct TV Sunday ticket app. It crashed for like an hour and everybody was freaking out. So when things are located within one specific app and and that's the only place to get it, then, you know, that, that has its drawbacks because when something goes wrong, then there's no other outlet.
1: So I hope we provided a good landscape there of laying out, you know, what really grinds my gears about media this week, not being able to switch the damn channel during Thursday night football and watch something else during the commercial breaks. Give me back my cable box. I never thought I'd be saying that. Another guy who was screaming into the clouds this week, Steve, that was our buddy Shane Beamer. And I feel bad for him. He was on the station. Yeah, he was on Dukes and Bell last week before the game. Great interview. Uh, You can check it out online at odyssey.com or on the free Odyssey app. Um, He was jovial and excited, and he understood the challenge that Georgia was going to give him. But I don't think anyone saw that absolute beatdown that was coming. They were favored by 20. Four and a half, and I think they almost doubled that. Uh, if the second unit didn't let up the score at the end and the offense stayed on the field, I think they would have doubled that. Um, after the game, Steve, there was a particular reporter that let's just say, uh, he was not fond of.
0: Since any give up in the locker room, hell no. What kind of questions that Phil. Um, we're one and two, we're one and two. We got a bunch of fighters in that room,
1: and um. And
0: give up. That's not a part of this football program. Get out of here, man. Since any give up in the locker room.
1: Steve, I got one question for you. What kind of
0: question is that, Phil? You know you've screwed up when the head coach uses your first name as a reporter. Yes. I'll say that. that that's something I can bring over from my time in, in news media and sports media as a reporter in some of those scrums. If the coach ever says your name, you've screwed up. And that's what Phil did right there. That, that is a dumb question, honestly. <laughs> Two games into a season, you're asking a, a coach in the SEC if your team is going to give up. What kind of question
1: is that, Phil? Come what on, kind man. of question is that, Phil? No, of <laughs> course we haven't given up. Listen, you just got – I mean, you got to put yourself in Shane Beamer's shoes. You just got your soul ripped out of your body by Georgia. And then you get Phil over there in the press scrum <laughs> with his press pass hanging over his shoulders. Probably big – I don't know what Phil looks like, but I imagine Phil to be an older gentleman, maybe white hair. I did too. Gut hanging over been in Columbia
0: forever. Yeah, you know, he's, he's
1: wearing a yep. little shirt that's too tight, a little button down because he has to wear it for the press scrum. Hanging up, belly's hanging over the belt a little bit, and he's, you know, he's like, And I've been covering this team for 30 years, and they haven't done jack squat. I'm gonna get in Beamer's face after that beatdown. Hey Shane, does your players do they hate you yet? Have they, have, have <laughs> they, how many guys are in, in the transfer portal already? Got a question, does that feel that? I mean, the way that he hits that is so <laughs> absolutely dead on perfect. It could not have been. Any better. And I, like I said, I feel bad because he's building something good over there. It's not like this wasn't, you know, Bethune Cookman. This was South Carolina at home in SEC play, Steve.
0: Yeah, Georgia beat him better than they beat Samford uh, the week before. Right. And it's funny. I guess we're just on track now for as long as Shane Beamer's the coach at South Carolina and as long as Georgia's on this dominant run that they're on, which I don't foresee it stopping anytime soon. No. We're always going to get a great Shane Beamer quote after a Georgia game. (laughs) Because last year somebody asked him, what was Georgia's defensive line doing to give you guys problems? And he went on about a minute rant of, I don't know, they have, you know, 15 five star players. The guy, you know, they were talking about Jordan Davis, but he was like, they've got a guy on their line that's 350 pounds and can run faster than everybody on this phone call. So we're just always going to get an epic Shane Beamer question and answer after these Georgia games.
1: And it's it must be such an infuriating position to be in, you know, knowing that that's going to be on your schedule all the time. You know, you right. do everything well, they're, you can. they in the
0: SEC East. They get enough of a break. They can play one hard game every year.
1: Well, listen, but, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. You I say that as ass. an Ole
0: Miss fan. That, well, uh, but you got your facing. own
1: – Particular yeah. set of circumstances to deal with. What? Well, what? Well, by the way, we you want to talk about inside access here? Ding, media nugget, <laughs> bell. Um, uh, stake stirring it up a little bit on social media with the rebels, huh?
0: Yeah, my my world's kind of collided a little bit this week. So, <laughs> stake was at the game. I was at the game. He took a picture of the Georgia Tech, you know, alumni section when it was thirty-five zip somewhere in the third quarter, saying. You know, this is happening against a and he said mediocre SEC team. And I didn't know the rebel fan base to be a particularly vicious bunch on social media, but uh, they came after stake for you know for a while that night. And then including the Lane the, train himself. I was gonna yeah, and then Lane Kiffin himself found it and quote tweeted it and said, uh, thanks for the no rat poison. He's uh he's coined that from Nick Saban. And borrowed it uh, quite often on twitter so i had friends texting me saying hey isn't this you know isn't this your boss like yep that's him him and uh him and lane kiffin going at it Tried to get lane kiffin on the show but uh he's a busy man
1: so he had other commitments oh you got see. you got the old message from another thing guys uh, so the way it works is if you want to get a coach on there's particular back channels you have to go through it's not like you can you know just email the team and say hey can we get coach on there's you know, they got their people who have their people and then it's got to move up the chain. So I'm assuming you got something along the lines of, hey, Stephen, thanks so much for reaching out. Unfortunately, coach will not be available this time. But please feel free to reach out later in the season when the schedule lightens up a little bit.
0: I'm I'm looking at my phone uh, just for those of you on the stream. Did you hack into my phone? Did you read <laughs> yeah. my text messages? No, I mean. <laughs> That's pretty much it verbatim.
1: Yeah, unfortunately I've gotten more than a few of those. Got to set my password in, better. Yeah, unf- unfortunately I've gotten more than a few of those in my day when <laughs> that basically means, "Hey buddy, you know, I saw your tweet. I ain't coming on your show to argue on your home turf in Atlanta right. when we would lose okay. to your team by 50 points, uh, you know, if and when we do play each other." Um, yeah, I mean, but that's but honestly though, that's a great job by Stake. Because yep. you know what it did? It made people go, who's this guy? Oh, he's got a radio show? Huh. Well, He said it got like over almost 500,000
0: like impressions and engagements and all that kind of stuff combined. So, that, And if that's even three of those people that. turn...
1: Yeah, if even three of those people turn on the radio and listen to the Steakhouse, 9 to 11 every day on 9, 9 the Game and the Odyssey app, Um, that's a win. Because, yep. you know, he wasn't... He wasn't being nasty. He was just, that's good social media. Like social media is not all either I'm a troll or I'm a homer. There is a media, there is a middle ground. Most of what you see is the two extremes, because those are the ones that go back and forth at each other. But state, that was an awesome move by him saying, Hey, I see this situation. I think it could be a good moment to post on social media. And then look what happens. You get the coach of the team engaging with you. And that's a huge boost for his show for the station um you know if eventually not just any coach but
0: you know Lane kiffin has his own massive social media following and he's he's a lightning rod he's a guy that's going to stir up conversation so you know sometimes you talk to a head coach on twitter and it's them saying hey thanks for the shout out whatever and it may not get as much coverage this one um a couple different media outlets even wrote you know about this so that's more just keeps building upon itself which is great
1: right and again it's not nasty it's not name calling it's not personal it's fun engaging it's something you know it's a home run win like that for stake if everybody has an opinion on it whether they agree or disagree it's not a home run if you cross the line and it gets personal or you start you know, saying you're you're this, that, and the third, but that but steak handled it perfectly, and Lane Kiffin handled it perfectly. His response was super funny, and you know what? I bet all the fans of your alma mater loved that he was sticking up for his team.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and he loves the uh, or everybody loves the no rat poison. That's always always a uh, one to check now, off for a week. The,
1: the the I think the phrase we got to hit up our buddy John Chuckery, the wrestling guru, on this. I think that's called gimmick infringement. I think hmm. he sort of, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, a, it's a little, little close for comfort on how directly bit. related it is to Nick Saban's thing. I would say, I know they did yeah, work well, together well. on several occasions, but eh.
0: Chuckery, uh, he knows all about that because one of our shows talk about gimmick infringement, John Chuckery's thing for, for guys, my age and, and almost your age, I, I still can't get this quite right, but me, you Garrett Chapman, uh, Caleb Johnson, some of the younger guys. Every right. time we're we're with him, calls us dopey millennials. And then Caleb and Garrett for their uh, show on the weekends, they took dopey millennials and turned that into their show title. So I don't know if Chuckery's getting royalties for that yet, but uh, but he needs to.
1: Well, the the thirty five cents each he would get for those checks is going to go a long <laughs> way into feeding into feeding his four hundred one k and and. Uh, protecting his long and illustrious future and his career at radio at 92.9 the game all right that'll we'll do it for
0: every time uh every time somebody says you know we were talking about this off air we'll we'll work on that with the with the bosses and the higher yeah up. there's going to
1: be like the a red light that go we got to get like a red one of those red spinning lights that they have yes. at like strip clubs and that, that needs to go off anytime anybody's talking about doing something off the air and then we're gonna someone's gonna show up with a with a check for them to sign for, for 35 cents. All right. So to recap, Steve, we need our media nugget bell. We need our Chris's transition sounder. We need our Steve's hot take sounder. So we gotta, we gotta get on those. We're going to build our library of, we'll call it the library of ridiculous sounds that we're going to implement throughout the show. Cause I just, just in the same way that we could play these audio clips for you guys, we can play some, some silly sounders that you guys can get to know and love each time one of us says or some says or does something ridiculous, which you will hear very often on off air. Because we're 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 those kind of guys, Steve, and we embrace it. Yes, we do. All right, that'll do it for the second episode of Off Air. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, again, please rate, subscribe. Review wherever you get your podcasts and download the free Odyssey app. You can get our show and all the other great shows coming out of 92.9 The Game like Peachtree Football with my sports radio compadre Bo Morgan and Dylan Matthews, John, the aforementioned John Chuckery's producer at night. who you hear 7 to 11 on 92.9 The Game. We're looking forward to talking to you guys next week. This has been Off Air.